Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, James, bloody get on with it. Get on with what? Get on with the show. Oh, no, I thought we weren't doing it this week. <laughs> oh, you've tricked me. It's every Wednesday we sit down to record together. We're married. We recommend you things. James always goes first. His phone might be buzzing. It is. Nothing but professionalism. Get on with it. What have you got I for us, I tried to do this thing where it's just anytime anybody follows me, it's like tells me. My phone's like, huh? Oh, you got so many followers. And it's followers. like some fucking bot or for something. For you, listener, to let you know, James has many followers on Mr. Sunday Movies. Oh, my God. And you wouldn't believe it. Planet. It's people coming at me left and right. With and he their, hates people. With their theories about the new, new Suicide Squad movie. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> okay, look. Here's my first thing to suggestible. Oh, yeah, because this podcast is all about suggesting It things. is. Uh, this one was actually mentioned by somebody last week, and I tried to find it on Twitter and I couldn't. You recommended it in this very show. It's called Creative Processing with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. If you could find who that was, Claire, that would be terrific. Can't. Okay. Well, thank you to that person <laughs> they mentioned last week. No, I'm looking. We'll put it in the in the descriptions. Collings, we'll, we'll put it down there because he would have remembered this. As no, well I found it. Oh. It's from Renxler. Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. Yeah, get a new name. Whatever that. How many, was it like four X's in that? No, R-E-N-C-E-L-A-U-R. Rensselaer. 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 Yeah. Mate, you're a legend. Thanks for the recommendation. Yes. But it sounded really interesting to me and so I checked it out. And basically what it is, as mentioned last week, if you listened last week, uh, it's a <laughs> podcast by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who people would know from acting. He's in The Dark Knight Rises. He's in 10 Things I Hate About You. He's in that movie where he gets cancer and he dates Anna Kendrick. He's in a whole bunch of different stuff. He's also on Hit Record TV, which is all about videos and filmmaking and just just getting out there and being creative. And that's what this uh, podcast is about, essentially. He brings on various guests, uh, directors, actors, whoever, that are musicians, whoever, and he and he talks to them about, for lack of a better uh, word, is their process or whatever, which sounds horrible and boring, I know that. But he's aware of that, and the way it works is that he gets uh, listeners to write in with a question, a specific question, and then they kind of deconstruct that over the episode. Uh, so for the episode where he had Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, it's interesting because those guys started working together when they were in their early teens, and then now that and then they work their way up into Hollywood and they make various movies and so on and so forth. You, you know, Forty Year Old Virgin and with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Evan Goldberg is a writer, and Seth Rogen does the acting in the, in their various movies and so on and so forth. They did they did that. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has cancer movie. You've seen it with Anna Kendrick. Yes. Yeah, what's it called? I can't, 50-50. It's really uh, good. Ah, yes, it yeah. is really and good. They did a bunch of other stuff together. But anyway, the question that they talk, they get posed is relating to working with others and how do you deal with working with others because some people are very difficult or some people are very nice. Some people are nice, uh, to, you know, like you, like you enjoy them outside of work, but then when you work with them you don't like them like a podcast that you're forced to do. All of these things. <laughs> what are you saying, James? No, I'm still talking about Mason. Love working Mason with hates me. me, but he has to do a podcast regardless. <laughs> no, so – 
that, that's a really interesting episode because they started so young and they work so collaboratively and closely together. He said that that's made their marriages better because they've known each other for longer than they've been married to their wives and they know what it is to compromise and kind of work together and, and in such close proximity and all those kinds of things. It's a super interesting episode. Uh, the first episode he also does is with Ryan Johnson, who people would know from The Last Jedi or people would hate from The Last Jedi. I quite like The Last Jedi. I'm not going to get into it, but every time I mention it, people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I love that movie. I know you did, I Claire. always talk about the weird milk scene, but I love the weird milk scene. I love the scene. weird milk scene. Because it's weird. Because you just cut it out, but they didn't. And it was great. Yeah, I we know. We always talk about that. It's those little things that add the zhuzh. I agree. I love it. I agree. I mean, I don't love the casino Planet horse I don't even mind that, but it's not amazing. I don't mind it either. You know what is the best? The white sand, the red dust. It's actually salt, Claire, if oh, you remember Lord. the movie correctly. Or whatever, and they're like, I am fighting you, smash, smash. Nobody red, says red that. dust of the salt. And to give away the twist, when the twist was like Luke Skywalker's a projection, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't <laughs> I see know, that coming. I was sitting next to you in the movie and you were getting the sweaty palm thing that only happened the other time we went to see the very first Superman new movie that came out oh, where he like he caught, like the, plane, caught yeah. the plane and you were sweaty palms. Objectively not a good film. But you bloody loved it. But I like that but film. You but now loved I it. can't I don't like it anymore because <laughs> the guy who directed that is a sex pest. Anyways, <laughs> thanks a lot, Hollywood. All right, but you did uh, get sweaty palms. Yeah, now I love. can't like this movie that everybody hates anyway. So um Anyway, the, the, the Ryan Johnson episode, it's interesting because they worked together on his first movie, which is Brick, which I don't know if you remember, we saw in the cinemas years ago. It's like a detective noir film oh. starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but it's set in a high school and it's a, it's a murder and he's like signed of this kind of this hardball detective. Yes, I uh, really like it. It's a great it. film, yeah. He's great, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He is, he really is. So yeah. it talks And like sexy now. Um, he was always it was sexy, so, No, Claire. because the 10 things I hate about you, he was all like weird-eared and goofy well, and he was like weird and short or whatever Yeah, was. but he was very not attractive. Okay. And then something happened and suddenly he is. Except for that movie where he's masturbating all the time. What's that movie? <laughs> Don John. <laughs> yeah, well, I just don't like that. <laughs> I mean, it that's was all right. That's actually an interesting movie. It is a really yeah. interesting movie, but it's a bit creepy. Yeah, anyway, it is, but 100% he's great. It is. Yeah, so it's uh, Ryan Johnson talks a lot about how he creates things, and he talks about how when he, even when he writes villains, he gives them characteristics that he can relate to, so that he kind of cares about them more. Because if it's just oh. like he's a villain and for whatever, but he puts elements of himself that he doesn't like in the character, which I think is really interesting. Oh. He talks about also mashing up genres and how nothing is really new anymore. But even with like Brick, you're taking existing ideas of a hardball detective story and a high school drama. And mashing them together so it becomes this new thing. So I don't, I think it's a really thank you that person whose name I've forgotten. Rensselaer. Rensselaer. I mean, that's uh, not how you say your name. Because, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm really I'm really loving this bloody podcast, and uh, people should check it out. Yeah, fantastic. I'm definitely going to listen to that now. Mm. I also really love um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's singing that he does. You know what uh, he does? Do that lip sync like, battle lip-sync thing. Battles. I've Brilliant. never seen that show, but it must be the least interesting thing that's ever been on television. Oh. Aside from Celebrity Name Game, which is that Australian. <laughs> Show where oh, they just go. No, where they dress like a celebrity up as like some kind of no, no, cartoon I, man. no. I think it's like no, that's a different thing. You're, you're mixing up your bloody celebrity. Oh, that's yeah. the one where they yeah. get celebrities. Celebrity name games is just celebrity heads, I believe. Uh. You're th- you're talking about the mystery singer or the yeah. What's it where, I can't remember, 
but they have a judging panel and Osha Gunsberg is the host. And I and they get random celebrities to dress up with like a full on like like alien costume, say, yes. with a head so you can't see their face and then they perform and sing and then people have to guess, guess who, who they are. Yeah. You know what's really hilarious about that show? <laughs> it's in, in the US they've got a version and you won't know this guy but like one of the singers who was revealed was um, Ninja who's like the most famous video game player in the world, right? So people, people know, he's, one of the, he's probably one of the most famous people in the world at the moment. And so people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe Ninja's doing this. And then in Australia, like, somebody pulls off their head and it's like, it's Gretel Colleen. <laughs> and I have no problem with Gretel Colleen. But if anybody who doesn't know, which is most people, she hosted Australian Big Brother from, like, 2001 to 2008. <laughs> and the funny thing is that Lindsay Lohan is one of the judges. So she has to pretend to be like, oh, my God, it's you, Gretel, <laughs> Gretel Colleen. Or, oh, my God, it's Australian fast bowler. Long retired Brett Lee. Like she would know. <laughs> Though Brett Lee is really big in India. He's massive. He's a massive oh my Bollywood God, star. He yeah. is, which makes me laugh. I just so think that's much. so f- it's like Australian TV sometimes is just like, what the fuck are you making? Oh my God, I know. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Though Australian Survivor this season was actually really amazing. Well, I think when you base it around people who are specifically Australian celebrities yeah. and the whole premise of the show is that you need to know who these people are. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Even though Pia Miranda, who starred in one of my favourite films from Looking back in Alabama, the day, Looking yeah. for Alabrandi, that book also, if you are someone who has a tween or a teen in your life, Looking for Alabrandi. i got a few oh. uh, chained up in our basement. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, that's a terrible joke. You're losing your mind. He's in mid-trailer making mode. I am. Pia Miranda was brilliant in that film mm. um, and so good. That's also just a brilliant book. Yeah. It's really, really good. There's another one called Fat Chance, not by the same author. There's another one called Saving Francesca, which yes, is the same author. Yes, that's the sequel, yeah. But it's not, it's not the same people. It's not really a sequel. But it's, no, but it's like it's about, it's really done good, by the it's same It's really good author. also, yeah. And really, really good for just teens. Anyway, if you love the movie Looking for Ella Brandy, then you love Matthew Newton, who's also in it, Looking for Ella oh, Brandy. Oh, no. He has some terrible, terrible, He's a terrible. terrible bloke. Yeah. Terrible bloke, terrible things. But Kit Gary's also in it, who apparently is uh, – Charlie Clawson's like nemesis in acting. Oh, like, really? Used to be, yeah. That's so used funny. I used to, else. there's a funny scene in Looking for Ella Brandy because I was in high school at the time and my friends and I used to say it to each other all the time, it's not funny at all. But Kick always goes, bye, John, like that. And we just thought it was really funny at the time. So we always used to say that to each other when we were leaving, bye, John. I don't like that movie. Why he said it. <laughs> oh, well. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Can I do my recommendation? I would love you to. That's what we're here for. All right, excellent. So I went to see an incredible musical last night that you were supposed to see and then our son got sick and you sacrificed yourself again because the first time we got tickets for it, he got sick and we both stayed home. Yes. And then last night, oh, God. Well, like one of us has to go to this. Yeah. 
And uh, you, to be fair, were pretty wrecked and tired. So. Yeah, and I think also it's one of those things where you would have found somebody to go with easier than I would have. <laughs> so that was part of it. I'm like, oh, God, who do I call? Do I call my friend Joe? He's not going to want to see this. Oh, Bar- no, not Barry. He sucks. <laughs> Barry doesn't <laughs> no, he suck. He's a lovely man. Yeah. Anyway, well, you were right because I found a friend very quickly. Yes, like immediately. <laughs> yeah, correct. Not that I have more friends than you, just that your friends are like doing things like seeing musicals. Anyway, this particular one, um, the music and lyrics are by Irene Sankoff and David Hine. It has won just every musical award, amazingly, for Best New Musical and Best Director. It's just incredible. Um, It tells the remarkable true story of thousands of stranded passengers in the aftermath of September 11 and the terrorist attacks that happened in 2001 when the Twin Towers were hit by a plane. Basically, American airspace for the first time in history was completely shut down. Yes. And so within an instant, they had to make a call to ground all of the planes and they were grounded in Canada. They shot them out of the air. Yeah. No, God. So that was 250 aircraft diverted to 17 different airports. And this musical tells the story of one particular airport. So it's based around the stories of 7,000 passengers from all over the world who were stranded in a place called Newfoundland on an island off the far northeast coast of Canada. What year was it established? The town? Yeah. I have no idea. I'll look it up. Um, it's actually want, called Gander, a, the small make town. I a very specific joke. Right, okay. So Gander had um, a massive airport that was no longer in use. The The actual town of Gander had a population of 9,000. So if you imagine, they had six traffic lights. I can't imagine that, Claire. Yeah, so six traffic lights. They're a tiny town, right? I mean, it's more traffic and lights than the town seven, that we live in. <laughs> so within a couple of hours, they had 7,000 people land from 95 different countries all over the world who spoke all different languages of different backgrounds and faiths you know, people who were Hindi, people who only ate kosher, people who were Muslim, people who spoke French and German and English and Chinese. And there were African people as well who came there too, who didn't speak any English. So the planes were grounded initially and the passengers were left for up to 12 hours on the tarmac while everyone tried to scramble around to figure out what to do. The buses were actually on strike at that particular time. So the bus drivers in the town um, decided to go off strike eventually to be able to take the passengers to surrounding towns right, as well. Okay. So the musical is based on a collection of interviews that were done by Irene and David. So it's like over a hundred or hundreds of interviews. They went on the 10th anniversary mm. of this particular incident happening. The 7,000 people ended up being in the town for five days. So well, immediately, Claire, turn your phone off. It's it not professional off. podcasting. Oh, Are you kidding Lord. me? All right. Anyway, let me let me keep going. And somehow, a town of nine thousand people managed to feed and clothe and shelter these seven thousand people almost immediately. Is this like a Jesus turns bread into fish situation? <laughs> oh yeah. Or more likely, everybody turns out to donate food. All of the schools and Which, shelters. Let's be honest. It's probably, probably what happened in the bloody the <laughs> Salvation real Army. And Jesus went. It was me. I did it. <laughs> They turned an ice rink, like a hockey ice mm. rink, into a giant refrigerator, basically. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, yeah, I know. And so people slept on gym mats on the floor of yeah. high schools and churches. People opened up their homes. The mayor, because it wasn't just Gander, there were surrounding towns as well. It's just so remote there. So the only reason they had a big enough airport to hold the 38 planes was that it used to be a stopover because back in the day, planes couldn't make it all the way across the ocean without refueling. It's true. Yeah. So they Look had- it up, people. Planes were different than <laughs> oh, now. The you're very- so annoying. No, it's true, Claire. I'm, a sub- I'm agreeing with you. 
exactly. Planes couldn't just fly oh. over things. They needed to stop for uh, okay. Like yes. a Newfoundland, which, by the way, established in 1497, more like old Foundland. Oh, Got him! Is that why you went? To yes, that's, that's, why I that's to know the, the only joke. reason you. Because if it was like 1967, I'd be like, "Well, I can't really use that joke now, can I?" <laughs> oh god, you go to many lengths. Yeah, for a crap for joke. A crap joke. Anyway, this whole operation of grounding planes and shutting down the American airspace was called mm. Operation Yellow Ribbon. Also, Canadian airspace was also shut down. So yes. people were basically stranded and trapped mid-flight. And the musical um, cast is just incredible. The, the soundtrack is kind of like folk Irish kind of music with, you know, Irish drums and the um, fiddle. It just is really toe-tapping and amazing. It's kind of like that scene in Titanic where everyone's like, fiddle, do, 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 it's totally like And the that. poor people have so much more it's fun totally than the rich like people that. in their snooty foods. <laughs> well, it's not really. It's more yeah. just that the um, it's it's all done in one act as well. Oh, so, right. Yeah, so all the How actors. Oh, gosh, it was probably about an hour and an hour and a half maybe. Yeah. So, so you don't break for food. No. And, and, all the, and the actors are incredible because they have to play a multitude of different characters and different characters with different accents because they're playing people from all over the world. Any blackface? <laughs> no blackface. I know. Justin Trudeau wasn't <laughs> Why did he do it? Oh, it was 2001. It broke my heart. It broke my heart. It was so black as well. I like know. he went and, so And black. not just and one. the hands. I know. He did his hands. <laughs> We're talking about the Canadian Prime Minister <laughs> who was like knows Claire, everybody's dream who turned out to like have a go-to party outfit that turned out to be blackface. He oh. would have had so much blackface. And it was like party. at least three times, possibly more. I think we're like the same age. Or he, might be, he might be, I think he might be two or three years older than me. Let me look it up. Anyway, keep going. He's very handsome. Not as handsome as he. Well, I was going to say. Well, I don't know. Anywho. Yeah, so each of the cast in this musical have to play, oh, I would say, at least four characters. And it's just breathtaking the way that they do it. They're all kind of ordinary people too, mm. dressed in kind of, you know, regular clothes. So it just gives you a sense, A, of the confusion, of the terror, of the ordinary stories of people meeting in that kind of ridiculous circumstance. So uh, he was 29. He's much older than me. He's like 10 years old, 11 years older than me. So he was 29 when he did. Okay. Anyway, so Oh, poor Justin Trudeau. Yeah, poor anyway, him. Canada is though, despite, you know, his history, he has come out and apologised. Anyway is obviously such at a welcoming place and Newfoundland in particular, the reason why this is such an incredible story mm. is just how beautiful the people are there and how they open their homes and hearts and, you know, they. there was a story of a volunteer just going around people's backyards and just taking all the barbecues out and everyone just offering them cups of tea while they did it and doing like a massive cookout. What a time to be a barbecue thief. Yeah. What a terrible what person. A t- <laughs> I know. Anyway, um, and it, it just was uplifting and incredible. The show finished with a standing ovation. Standing out. Yeah. It was just sort of as, would you as heartbreaking it, would, as it was. Would you see it again? so beautiful. Yeah, I would. Cool, because I want to see it. Okay. And my friend Joe or Barry will not see it with me. All right. Well, I'll come with you. I definitely see it again. It, I cried. I laughed. It, it just reminds you know how it sounds like you, it captures life. Do you know oh, what I mean? Because yeah, you know, that sometimes in life you're you're bloody you're riding high. You're laughing. Oh, here he goes. And then other days you're not feeling so crash hot. You know what I mean? Well, I guess you know something it does. I know you're being sarcastic, but something it does really <laughs> capture is the loss of innocence or something in that in our western culture with September 11 and i Definitely know a shift, yeah. there was a shift and and uh, and i feel like that has happened even more so now with trump in the white house and the world in the state that it's in there's like a loss of security or a feeling of safety that i guess in the west we've just 
luckily enough had and most Mm. countries in the world don't have but we've sort of taken that peace and that prosperity and safety for granted and and you kind of see that in this but you also see individual stories the pilot of one of the planes is was the first female pilot to captain an american airways plane and she she's in her 50s and so she becomes quite a main character in the story and she's brilliant her song at is just about just about what it took for her to be a woman and a, be a woman, be a pilot yeah. as a woman and what she faced and then also the heartbreaking turn of events that landed her there and then she's a mother and of kids. And then there's also another story, and I won't spoil it because I know you're going to see it, but of sort of people whose family members were caught up in the terrorist attacks and right, not being able okay. to contact them and find out what happened. Yeah, right. And it's just also, yeah, it just reminds you that even though the world can be a terrible place, it's also so full of joy and I hope. I think if when push yeah. comes to shove, when you people want to help other people, I yes. think in general, no matter who you are, I think when you when it comes down to it and people are face-to-face, more often than not they kind of make, make that decision. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and I sometimes mean, they shoot them. So there's two, options. yeah, there's different <laughs> reactions. but Swings and roundabouts. Yeah, but man. generally I think the most people are good, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'll start well, rambling. But version of if good. you get a chance to see that, if your city is showing come from away, I would recommend it with a thousand thumbs up. It's so good. Okay. Wow, a lot of thumbs up. Off you go. I have many thumbs. That's true. And ambidextrous. No, that's two hands, isn't it? You're thinking of thumbidextrous. <laughs> thumbidextrous. Yeah. My weird cousin with a thumb for a head. <laughs> Imagine if he had a thumb for a head. Have you ever seen the picture of the Good guy? Good old thumbo. The guy who looks like a thumb? No. Okay, I'm going to recommend this. Is this like someone that you know? No, no. It's just a picture of a guy. It's just a, got a particular angle where he just kind of looks like a thumb. What do you mean? Um. That's that's it. He just like, like his head. The looks way like that a the thumb. angle it's angled. <laughs> yeah, it was like it just looks a bit like a thumb. <laughs> okay, can you colleagues? Can you also link that picture of yeah. the thumb man? I mean, I, I don't want to be making or my of, or my cousin. You know, he looks like thumb. A good old thumbo. Yeah. Anyway, thumbs. Are I don't want to be making useful. fun of people because of a, a bad photo. I'm sure he's very handsome in uh I'm sure in he real is. Anyway, as handsome as Justin Trudeau, in fact. Not as black. No. (laughs) Faced. Okay, so Succession is a TV show that we both started watching and then you stopped watching it. I fell asleep. Basically, it's a show created by Jesse Armstrong, who's a British writer, author, something, 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 something. Uh, It's it's about a family-run global media company in the vein of, I guess, like Rupert Murdoch or the the, Packers. The Packers, uh, less so because they've kind of went since Kerry Packer died, his family kind of have divvied it off to various people and, and whatever and whatnot. And and James Packer's married or married Mariah Carey or was I don't going know. I think they broke Mariah up now or whatever. Anyway, it's essentially it's a it's about a dynasty kind of media empire uh, run by Logan Roy, who's Brian Cox, who people would know as Striker from X-Men to X-Men United, directed by that same sex pest I mentioned earlier. <laughs> it's also got uh, Kieran Culkin, whose brother Ooh. is a big fan of my show, Caravan of Garbage. Or he mentioned oh, it that one goes. time. Uh, I know you're really talking about this, but just on a side note, my brain's gone to what's your favourite Mariah Carey song? That Christmas one. Oh, I don't want Yeah, we all know it. Christmas. It's the most famous yeah, Christmas song yeah, in the world, it's, yeah, Claire. Yeah, it's my favourite What's Mariah your favourite Mariah Carey song then? Dream, love, come rescue me. Okay. Take what's your favourite Mariah Carey movie? Is down, it Glitter? Me. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's a good movie. She's the best. Uh 
uh, Sarah Snook, who's an Australian actor. Yes, she's know. brilliant. She is in um, Beautiful Lies. Yes, one I'm of those. Say. She's in Predestination with Ethan Hawke. It's about time travel. Uh, Jeremy Strong also. Anyway, it's a bunch of really great actors. They, they all uh, are the children of this guy, Logan Roy, and they're kind of not as – they're not this kind of force of nature and kind of old school media as he is. And he very early on in the series, he, he suffers, a, suffers a stroke and it's about them kind of taking over and then maybe is he coming back and then they're trying to wrestle power away from him and so on and so forth. So it's basically about this, uh, this people vying for power, like insanely rich people vying for power within their family. And it's, it's, it's one of them's like a political advisor who's running – uh, ends up um, working for a guy who's kind of like Bernie Sanders who wants to take down the like Logan Roy empire. So yeah, it's about, you know, infighting and power struggles and family and media politics. and politics and all those kinds of things. And it's, it's pretty intense. It's pretty, it's like, it's very, it's very serious. And it's also very funny at times as well. It's just uh, uh look, if you like TV shows, <laughs> this is one, you have an option to watch it. It's on, it's on various platforms. I believe it's on HBO, but here we rent it through Google Whatever the play. fuck. Google Play. Yeah. So look, man, I don't know. It's just, it's about those things that I said. I'm finished. What's next? All right. Did you like it or not? <laughs> yeah, I'm still watching it. I'm at the end of season one. How many one. thumbs? How many thumbs? Yeah. 1,002. <laughs> All right. That's More okay. thumbs than you like to come away with me and family it, coming together or people cool. loving come each from other. Away, you it's do. like the opposite of that thing that you said about people coming together. It's about people trying to kill each other. Cool. Yeah. Is that why I fell asleep? It made me feel sad. That's no, because about the you world. can't stay awake past eight thirty. Yeah, it's very late. It's and true. sleep is important. No. One thing you should recommend, and I'm going to recommend for you, is your glasses. Yes, my movement sunglasses. Seriously, glasses. they have changed your life. You are sleeping so much more now. I am. I put on the blue light gla- uh, glasses for at night when I'm working. You even wear them during the day now. If I if I'm using my computer all day. Yeah, well, and this yeah. is not. I mean, obviously they're a sponsor, but this is not because we can we're put not the Weekly sponsored. Planet link below if people want to get a discount. <laughs> all right, but no, they're really good for uh maybe it's all in my head i don't know but they seem to work because if i put them on then it gets like 10 30 and i get really tired and i have to go to bed and normally because i'm staring at a screen on multiple screens i'm like wired all night yeah and you don't yeah. sleep and feel terrible so, so anyway Claire, we're running out of that's time that's really good okay right so my recommendation is a book it's you were given to me by someone i love called james don't know him i know another guy anywho pretty cute though doesn't dress in blackface like justin trudeau anyway <laughs> it's called imagine how- if a photo came out of you, yeah. oh mate, it would all be over. As far well, as I I'm know, trying to think of the. Oh, you know what photo we should share one day is that costume party of your mum's when she had a 60th birthday that was um, Christmas themed. We are never sharing. And this we photo. dressed up. We got like serious hardcore elf outfits and dressed up as elves. Yeah, and I it remember was the that. Best. That wasn't even that long. They were like fat suits and everything with was like there? pointy. Yeah, with bells and pointy toes. I made you dress. Put like red. Makeup on your cheeks. I already look like an elf. You do. That was why I did it. It was my own amusement and I did not disappoint. Mate, I'm going to find those photos because they are some (laughs) comedy gold right there. Anyway, that's not what my recommendation is. It's called the book How Powerful We Are by Sally Rugg. She's a Sydney-based LGBTIQ activist. As, as well as a writer and everything, she's very active on the Twitter sphere. Yes. Um, it's the true story of the movement really spearheaded by Sally Rugg and obviously many other members of the queer community in Australia um, that saw marriage equality pass into legislation eventually. Yes. And it's the history of it because 
I think now that it's become law, it feels like it was inevitable. But once you read this history of it and the amount of effort that went into campaigning. It wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing. It It came in in a government which would never have done it on their own. Correct. Oh, relax. We're talking about the rights of the... It's okay, podcast dog. She even talks about, and I didn't really understand, um, and this is my ignorance, but... In Australia, we had to have a plebiscite in the end in order to get this to go through, which is really just a postal survey. It's a survey of the Australian people to see whether or not they would support marriage equality. And it was like I kind of didn't understand why there was so much negativity from the um, LGBTQ IQ community. You know why? Because it's none of fucking anyone's fucking business if other people get married. That's why. Well, yeah, exactly. But also. And it was an absolute cop out. It was totally. But I think the biggest part, and I really understood this in reading Sally's book, was that it opened up for debate people's very personal lives and the way that they live. And it caused so much hurt and anger and angst because of all this sort of vitriol that came up about homosexuality and being queer and which wasn't kind of discussed in the public domain until this kind of postal survey came into effect. And that was why they campaigned so strongly for it not to go to a postal survey, even though they knew that at least 50% of the Australian population I supported marriage equality. I was shocked that it got through. For, an, for one, because I thought anybody who's like younger than 55 is not going to post anything. Oh, you mean as in you were shocked that the yeah. postal survey came in with such a resounding yes. vote? Yeah. Well, I think it's because partly I, to because do Because of with, this, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. of Sally Rugg and her team's campaigning. She actually works – well, she was executive director of Change.org and also she worked for um, GetUp as their creative and campaign director. And GetUp are a really clever political organisation that really work – um, behind the scenes to lobby government um, and to do a lot of research to do kind of really cool political stunts around this kind of issue, particularly to do with quite progressive issues like marriage equality. I really recommend it, even if you're not an Australian, it's such a great example of how we can change things, Yeah, how, how we can actually use our democracy for good. Yes. And and that's I think the point of her book. Um, it's it's obviously to document the the real and incredible struggles that the community went through in order to get this legislation passed. That's that's a big part of the book. But the other part of it is just how powerful we are. If we choose to use yeah. the power that we have, we can really like affect the, and change. The, the odds were really against them because of the vote, because of the government that was in. I, I just it's amazing to me that that it, I mean Inevitable, yes, but it didn't. It didn't just happen. No, like said, it, came, yeah. it became off the back of a of of years, decades yeah. of people fighting. I mean, when you look at the history of um, people who identify as queer in our country, fifty years ago, people were being bashed on the streets by cops. Right? Yep. Um, it was illegal in Tasmania to um, have sex with someone of the same gender up until the nineteen nineties, maybe nineteen ninety seven. So that's really recent history. And so it just, this book just made me cry. It made me appreciate people like Sally Rugg and activists yeah. in general. You should try and interview her for your. So just make the thing yeah. I should actually. Yeah. She just seems like such an incredible yeah. person and how, and she just has a lot she's of very insight. funny too on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. She's very clever. Yeah. I think she talks also about her personal struggles um, with coming out, which yeah. is really interesting too. And I just, I really hope that in the future, 
those struggles become less and less for, for people who identify yeah. as queer or bisexual or however you identify, yeah. um, that it's something that I know for my kids or my child that I would want them to just be able to be who they are. And I think that's starting to happen. I agree. They're just are comfortable in their I'm hoping, skin. and look, who, who, who knows, but that was kind of like the pushback was like the last gasp of like it's done. Like – I hope so. Yeah. I really, really do. But it's one of those things you can't really sleep on either. No, you know what I mean? no. Yeah. And I know we're running out of time. We, One thing yeah. she did say, and I'll just finish on this, she initially thought marriage equality was a sham. She was like, well, why would we want this whole marriage debacle anyway? Yeah. It seems pretty terrible. One in three understand. marriages yeah. <laughs> fall apart, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then she went, when she went to a gay wedding and she realised what it symbolised was an acceptance. Yes. Of we, we of went to one love. earlier this year. Uh, two friends of ours, oh, Adam and, and, Dom. and they're from they're from the country, and they're kind of from families where you'd think it would be kind of you know it might be difficult or whatever. But yeah, and both Catholic upbringings. Yeah, but that the way that the families came together, like pretty much from the get go as well, like they've been out for for a long time. It was a really beautiful day, and it was good that everybody was just. So happy for them. And it was just a wedding. You know and what I mean? Which and that thing. was I guess was the was the yeah, best part. Yeah, you were of it. there yeah. just thinking, gosh, isn't it incredible that yeah. two people who've are so well suited have found each other yeah. and shouldn't and they just got just... incredible families and friends yeah and, uh, us included so look uh, it was <laughs> very important no. no but it just made me realize that we just have to celebrate love and in all what a forms. cheese spread it was incredible oh, mate, i put it on my social media you can go see some pictures <laughs> it was amazing so yes just go yeah. love your friends and and yeah. it's awesome all right that's it that's it uh look if you want to reach the show you can uh suge- at suggestible pod on twitter you can shoot through a suggestible have you got a suggestible for us this week claire I do have a suggestion. Well, while you're doing that, I'll read out uh, the review the, for this week. We get many reviews, but this is just one of them. You can do, do it right on your app. Just open it up and just give it a bloody five stars and give it a bloody review. This one says five out of five old boots. It's from DP93. Uh, this is, it says James. Uh, and this, is, this is what I would say. Here's the thing about aliens and darkness and will make you feel bad. And then Claire says, here's a wonderful thing about a strong woman who's so brave it saves the environment. <laughs> Thought that was appropriate for today. My highest rating, five out of five boots. Uh, and this one is from Kobe and says, good pod, not enough big sandwiches. Uh, wish more big sandwiches were involved. But this duo is a solid five stars. That is a Weekly Planet reference. Uh, thank you for all these reviews. They really um, help a lot. They, abs- the show, yeah. they absolutely do. Oh, Max71, when I put a picture of lemons on my Instagram, said, give them, give a bag of them to your neighbours. Oh. Thanks, Mac. Good recommendation. What about this I one? This is that. from Testicles of the Soul on Twitter. <laughs> uh, mostly a James recommendation, but maybe Claire will like this too. The YouTube channel Omletto. Great short films, lots of celebrity appearances if that's your thing. Just go watch it or don't. It's a suggestion, not a command after all. Which is very true, testicles of the soul. Well put. Thanks, mate. Um, oh, also, we now have a suggestible pod Facebook. Yeah. Um, thank you very much to I'll Collins never who look at did it. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you never will. No. Um, it, you can also find us on Instagram. You can find me at Claire Tonti on Instagram, which is where I like to be. Sometimes on Twitter at Mrs Sunday Movies. You are Mrs Sunday Movies all on Twitter and all, all platforms and everywhere. And also, thank you to everybody who donated to Planet Broadcasting. We're fifty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, we're growing some seaweed, mate. We're at fifty one now. Now, we can finally flee the country. We're gonna really gotta go. We're gonna bloody. We do. We're we're over the over right. the time. Goodbye, everybody. Okay, goodbye. Bah, 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 bah. End Just, of show. Bah, bah. Uh, That's our end of show, robot. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's, it's up to you. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.